0: Welcome to Stydia Cast, where Stydia Trash meets Stydia Garbage to be a complete Stydia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Style Stilinski and he loves her too. This is Stydia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. Hi everyone! Welcome to the fourth season of Cast, in which we are talking about 6B of Teen Wolf, a.k.a. the final season, <laughs> the final adventure. Um, tonight we're talking about 611, which was the first episode of the season, and it was full of creepy crawlies, new characters, and really fucking ugly sweaters. Yes, I am talking about Lydia Martins. Yes, I'm angry. <laughs> Um, but in the meantime, my name's Rachel. I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr. My name is Claire, I'm Fudgie the Whale on Tumblr.
1: My name's Rachel, and I'm madgrad two
2: thousand eleven on Tumblr.
3: And my name is Rosemary and I am row your boat on Tumblr.
0: And although this is not a episode about stories, we are going to start off with a story from Rosemary because she has an amusing anecdote to share about her oh. train ride. 40.
3: <laughs> so, I was I was visiting family over the weekend, and as the episode was airing, I was on a train from Philly to New York, and Claire was texting me her commentary, and I was like, ah, maybe I'll wait until I get home, but let me try to start it. So, as always happens to me, even though this is a very empty train, some guy sits next to me, and I'm trying to watch this, and it's right when the Neanderthal new hellhound guy starts like talking for the first time he goes oh man I didn't realize Michael Phelps acted and he will not stop talking about how he thinks it's Michael Phelps so I couldn't watch the rest of the episode because this guy wouldn't stop talking about how much he appreciates Michael Phelps and then he would talk about Michael Phelps and the shark and I was like this has nothing to do with anything
1: Michael Phillips looks like when he's on fire. That's true. Guys, That's true.
0: Well, okay. Going with that theme, who was your favorite new swimmer on Teen Wolf in this episode?
3: Oh, no. I quit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to get somebody else quit, to edit guys. these episodes. Guys, that was a good segue. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: it was great. Oh. What about you, Rachel? Who is your favorite new swimmer?
2: Uh, you know, I'm really intrigued by the the new guidance counselor. Samzies. um i'm I'm curious to see kind of what her role is going to be in the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say the the scene between her and the the hellhound was really intense. Um, that was a, it was an intense fight. and um, I, I was surprised actually by how how that whole scene went. so i'm I'm curious to see to see where that goes.
0: How about you, Claire? Favorite new character?
1: Um, were there really that many new characters?
0: There was. The Hellhound, the the guidance counselor, Froy, Lydia's cardigan, (laughs) which is a character in and of itself. Guys, I'm really mad about the cardigan.
3: (laughs) Um... (laughs) Styles is like intern instructor.
0: Yes, who I, I like. the hot girl and who Styles sits a, next you know, to at the FBI I class. I
3: realized, I realized in this episode that you know what? I don't think Styles and I would be friends. I think I'd want to kill him constantly. <laughs> in, in class? Oh, oh same. He yeah. in class, I, I would punch him in
0: the face. Styles is that guy in your eight AM lecture who like comes in grumpy and angry, but still answers all the questions in a really like annoyed voice. And you're just like, just be quiet if you don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to hear it.
3: He's like, you're literally like to me
0: out for getting a chord wrong in freshman music theory. Like, <laughs> shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's literally
3: the guy that brings, like,
2: everything but the kitchen sink to class. Like, he's like, I got my laptop. I got my drink. I got my snack. I got, like, all my pens and my notebooks. And then he just rustles. Rustles. <laughs> he's, he's
0: the guy in your freshman dorm who, like, goes from talking about Hemingway to My Little Pony in, like, one breath. And you're like... Uh, I don't understand how you just connected these two things, and I loathe you for bringing up both topics.
3: <laughs>
1: um. Anyway, back to that thing. Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer this question creatively because Rachel took the good character, and I don't like any of the new characters. So, I'm gonna reintroduce uh, Corey because I feel like he has a new start. I have have chosen to ignore what he did or did not do in 6A because I appreciated his scene with the guidance counselor. It was more than we have seen him do in 10 episodes, and I am very proud of him. And that is how I choose to answer this question, Rachel.
2: Uh, (laughs) Okay. You're such a sweet
0: summer child. <laughs> Claire is not a sweet summer child. She has darkness inside of her, and I don't know how she forgave Corey for his insanity. Um, oh, no, no, forgive,
1: no forgiveness. I don't
0: do that. <laughs> we don't forgive, we just forget. Exactly. The City of Cast motto. We're going to all get matching tattoos that say that when, when our SoundCloud subscription finally runs up so that we'll always remember.
1: It's a little too picky chicks
3: for me, so I don't think I will do
0: that. Rosemary, <laughs> how about you? New, new favorite character. My
3: my new favorite character. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what Claire did and oh, say someone God. that I feel like was redeemed a little bit. Um, Hating was <laughs> redeemed by leaving. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! I thought. Is a horrible person?
3: No. Seriously, <laughs> like, like Liam whining about how he was like, that "My was girlfriend is i Or like, shut the fuck up, Liam. Just, just shut up. You're, shut up. And I was That's like, in so the fact, they all called Yell at Liam. That's I know. But Liam is yelling at him. This was my favorite 2.0 episode because everybody who was annoying was either gone or barely in it.
0: I actually really loved that intro scene with um, Corey Mason and Liam. Like, like Claire said, that was the dialogue was extremely enjoyable, and I um, wasn't necessarily expecting that. Of when I saw when I see Corey in a scene, I usually go, "Oh my god, I have to pee." Oh my god, is this a good time to like catch up on some correspondence? But you know what? If I had been catching up on some correspondence during that scene, I would have missed some A plus dialogue. Wait,
3: wait, wait. wait. What do you consider correspondence? Like text messages or like lengthy letters or Tumblr yeah. answers? So
0: usually during Cory scenes, I write long letters to my future self, which I then proceed to put in a time capsule at the end of every single episode. I also use cursive and a quill. So like everything okay. is it's really, beautiful. yeah. And I seal it with like this wax stamp that has a picture of a butt on it so that it always stays classy.
1: There's so many things wrong
0: with what you just said. <laughs> Rosemary looks so sorry, she asked. She is sorry. I she was
3: asked. sorry about like three seconds
0: anyway. So yeah, the locker scene was really funny and I love Scott as the assistant coach. I thought that he was oh, guys, Scott McCall was beautiful in this episode. He was so composed. Well, okay, but, like, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I care, but I was—I just wanted to talk about Scott, and you, like, took that away from me. <laughs> Sorry. Rachel, can you paint me a picture with your words of Scott McCall in this episode, and I'm going to sit here and just gaze at you. Uh,
2: what?
0: You can do this. Tell that's, me about Scott. That's a
2: taller that's a Well, okay, before <laughs> I start painting a picture with words, uh, can, I can't remember the last time we had a cold open with Scott, so that was really <gasps> exciting to see. I was like, oh my god, Is our baby! He's there! And he's, like, got this whole dad aesthetic happening where he's like, oh I'm gonna coach you and mentor you ah. and, and be really sexy and adorable oh. while doing it. Like, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed the first scene and it was just such a nice a progression to see him kind of stepping into this role as assistant coach and continuing to hone his leadership abilities and um, at, he was just... I mean, Tyler Posey's a gorgeous man, and mm. you put him in a gorgeous sweater or mm. a lacrosse little jacket, and. A he
3: whistle. had a little jacket and a whistle. <laughs> and then he hung up the whistle in the Jeep. It
0: was so beautiful. He was just a beautiful man. Oh my god. Though so I love the fact that he hung up the whistle in the Jeep. Like, I, it just felt like. You see the Jeep and you think, oh, that's Styles's car, but, like, adding the touch of the whistle hanging from the rearview mirror, I felt was super poetic and good. Just, like, Scott made it his own, and, like, it's still Styles's car, like, it's always gonna be Styles's car, but, like, that's Scott's whistle hanging right there, and, like, this is his car, and he spent all this time in it over the summer, and I, like, really appreciated that.
1: Um, I know, I, I just really liked the use of the Jeep in this episode, because mm-hmm. um, I kind of wasn't e- even expecting it, and then it came in, and I was like, oh, right, that was a thing, that was a big thing, and then when like the the note fell down from the um the Pfizer, Pfizer, I was like, word, I don't know, I don't have a car.
0: What are those? Um, <laughs> Did you see
1: that the so old I part? think that was adorable because honestly, at by this point, it's really the Jeep is a, a character in itself, and I just love when they use it.
0: Yeah, One that's exactly it. One of my
2: featured the Jeep and also Lydia because naturally. I love Lydia Martin. I wa- okay, I want to know how long Lydia was standing against that wall before Scott turned the Jeep on with the headlight to tell them to stay. Yes. <laughs> I oh was my
1: like,
2: god. oh my god, Lydia, were you just like hanging out there? Why couldn't you just text him?
1: <laughs> <So> she <laughs> totally planned that. She was waiting for like two hours because she wanted it to be creepy. And she's like, Scott, why aren't you here yet? I have to stay here in the dark for another
0: hour. I mean, if Lydia's going to wander around somewhere in a fugue state, I kind of love that, like, in her fugue state, she's like, must find my boyfriend's car. <laughs> 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 going to stand in front of my boyfriend's car. Well,
3: that's a good story because, like, Lydia kind of bothered me a little bit. Because Excuse me? as much as I love her, I know... I felt like her fugue state went on too long, mm-hmm. and it almost got funny because it went on too long. And I was just like, you're just like walking around this house, and it looks like you're feeling for bedsheets or something and <laughs> hanging around. Like, it just didn't work for me. I Maybe mean, because we've seen too many of them, and I didn't really feel like it had a purpose mm-hmm. by the end of it. It just felt like, oh, okay, Lydia was weird again.
2: Well, the scene <laughs> in particular where Lydia was like walking through the spider web. Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting because of the title of the episode. So it said the spider to the fly. And I'm a dork, so I did research, guys. And I looked up the poem that the title comes from, which is called The Spider and the Fly. And it's by Mary Howitt from, and it was published in 1829. And a lot of the imagery in there kind of speaks to, um, I mean, it speaks to kind of the themes that they've been touching on already and that were hinted. Uh, about so the idea that there's a previous kind of villain or force that's going to come back and kind of wreak havoc um, on on the pack and and their dynamic. But there there was one particular stanza that kind of stood out to me where they're describing the fly and the fly kind of getting caught in the web. And when I watched the episode back and watched that scene in particular, I it was. It was kind of reminiscent of that. So I don't know if that was purposely done, but um, that at least it helped kind of justify, for, for me at least, Lydia doing
0: that. The <laughs> other thing is that um, like I also did some research, but I did some research on the eating habits of spiders because I had a, I had a hunch because of the sweater. Um, And so I think that the reason why they had her in the butterfly sweater, now this is no excuse for the crappy outfit, to be very clear, this is not an excuse, but the reason they had her in that butterfly cardigan was because spiders who live in webs, like, they will catch butterflies in their webs and then eat them, so Lydia was the butterfly that's getting, and the pack, It's it's symbolism for the pack getting eaten by the spiders, and, like, the spider web, and the greater villain of the season, um, and so, like, I don't know if I just, like, completely made that up, but if you're going to put someone in an outfit that ugly, there better be allegorical purpose, okay?
3: Well,
1: and I, everything was 100% planned, because even if you, um, I was familiar with the poem before, uh, before this episode, so I kind of brushed up on the, um, verses just a little bit more, but I remember... Um, several times they mention the way up to the, the way of the parlor was up a winding stair, and then at the end of the episode you have Styles slow motion, walking up a giant winding staircase.
0: Could yeah. you elaborate on what the parlor is in the context of the poem?
3: Um, so, I have a, I feel so it. dumb compared to all of you, because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I watched a teen TV show and didn't think of anything. <laughs> well, the parlor
1: is like the trap to me. Yeah, it's, it's the lore is um, the the spider says, "Will you walk into my parlor?" It's up the winding stair, and so it's the whole poem is just about this um, the spider trying to get the fly up the staircase to the parlor, and the parlor will, you know, be its death.
0: So is style and, like, the, the fly,
3: or is Thanks. Derek
0: the fly? Good and point. Derek is up there. But we do know that a huge – Jeff said in the interview after the episode that a huge central part of the season for Lydia is going to be the fact that, like, she brought Styles back and she upset the balance in the universe, but she, like, doesn't want to lose him again. Because then she'd have to go back and get him again, and she can't lose him again. So I'm like, is one of the central conflicts of the season going to be Lydia trying to figure out, like, what to do about a fear of losing Styles, Which seems too good to be true.
3: It does seem too to good to be, be true, but we have fanfic for that. Um, we, we do. No, it's true. I, wait, it's, it's absolutely true. I also wonder if something happened in the time jump that made her scared again. I mean, just out of curiosity, if something happened with them being apart, whether he would like had a cold and she wasn't there to take care of them or, or something, or something more serious. Who knows? <laughs> Rachel's dying. You're all missing it. I think I think I just killed her. And this has been City and Cat.
0: That's a wrap, uh, chickens.
3: I, but I do wonder, well, it's it's funny that as much as she wants to be with him and she, and she loves him, she doesn't want him in Beacon Hills because she doesn't think he's safe there. Mm-hmm. Which well, makes a lot.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it also makes me think of yeah. the line that Style says at the end where he's like, I told Lydia that I miss her and I can't wait to come home. But like basically I'm glad that I'm out of Beacon Hills and I'm glad that I'm not there anymore. And I think that Lydia probably felt some sense of relief in hearing that because like as far as she's concerned, where Styles is, he is not affected by the Nematon. She doesn't have to worry about protecting him. And a lot of I think that a lot of Stydia, and like what I love about Stydia is that they do protect each other. So Lydia's feeling this incredible relief at the fact that Styles doesn't need protection. And I wonder if Styles. And he's happy. Yeah, and he's happy. He's had yeah. He's a lot of
3: angst, and he has been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And God, he's just happy, and, and yeah. Scott's just so happy to hear him happy.
0: Yeah. That that really that made me really happy, like I, both as a city guy shipper and as a viewer, because it really felt like a sense of closure for Styles' character. And you all know that I don't love FBI Styles all that much, um, but I appreciated but they fixed his happiness. It and they made him an
3: intern like, and not in a weird like program that doesn't exist at GW. I wonder if
0: they got yelled at for that.
3: <laughs> I mean, like, technically GW could have been, like, hey, false advertising, bitches. Like, legally, there's nothing we can do here, but please don't. I don't think they did. That would have involved thought in college administrators watching Teen Wolf.
0: <laughs> That's probably real. <laughs> Look, he can still do his undergrad there, but, like, he's at an internship oh, yeah. right now, so, like, let Styles they live. They have a
3: criminal justice program. Yeah fun
0: um so now that we're talking about scott's reaction to styles and we've talked about friendship a little bit do you guys want to talk about the other really great friendship in this episode which was malia and lydia
3: you mean malia and her laptop
0: yes (laughs) malia and her laptop which has access to both her flight information and all the porn she needs yes (laughs) (laughs)
3: yes <laughs> <laughs> it looks and everything everything looks like it's from 2002 have you noticed how that it's like a brand new laptop and clearly there's apple product placement but whatever her like flight system is or like flight website looks like it's from 2002 and it's hilarious it was the only flight she could afford it was the only fl- airline did anybody notice that there was a severe cutback in special effects between like last season and this season because the fire on Hellhounds house was just hilarious
2: oh man. yeah that was
3: bad
2: also, they were wearing shorts. I want to know where they got the fireproof shorts. I know.
0: Guys, come know. on. Don't be go stupid. There. They borrowed them from Bruce Banner.
1: That's true. <laughs> no, I texted the exact same thing to Ruth, I was like, why do hellhounds all wear boxer briefs when they go human torch? <laughs> they
2: match. They all match. They were the same shorts. Hell-hound
0: uniform? I bet in the Underworld, there's, and, uh, like, a, there's just it a kick line of, like, attractive-looking men in boxer briefs, like, doing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Underworld's underarm
0: All of them are on Ooh. fire, and they're just, like, doing the can-can. <laughs> Did
3: Parrish die? Because I kind of want Parrish to be dead. Parrish is, is probably not.
0: I was so excited during the episode, I tweeted, Parrish is dead, Parrish is dead, and then I was like, I know Parrish isn't dead, but Allison Argent once told me to always keep hope, and I trust her.
3: (laughs) He's just so useless, and I don't really know what he did in 6A, I kind of keep forgetting that he's still on the show sometimes, Yeah. and I was like, oh, you're back, to do nothing, and just stand there and have fangs for no reason. Do we know why he's a hellhound? Do we ever figure that out? So that he could hang out
0: with Lydia. Duh.
2: Right. I, I really wish that they had gotten rid of Parrish and kept the new hellhound.
0: He's I still alive, was... Rachel. Is he? Yeah, he's Gucci. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: Okay.
3: never mind, I take that thought back. He has the vocabulary of a Neanderthal. Like, he just does. He just grunts. Like
0: But he's a yep. pretty Neanderthal. And he
3: knows what's happening, or what's been... Yeah, it's more than I do. I don't know what's happening at all other than bugs crawling out of dead wolves. Oh, yeah.
0: What was the grossest part for you guys?
3: So the only thing in this life that kind of, I don't want to use the word trigger, but the only thing in this life that I really can't handle is like hurt animals or dead animals. Aww. I'm like, I had a little bit of a moment where I was like, I know this is a really fake because this looks really fake because the show is terrible, <laughs> but I can't handle dead dogs or dead wolves. I can't handle it. So I was like, mm. cool, this happened. The grossest part for me, um, I don't
1: know how many of us or how many of you out there watched it live. The grossest part for me were those creepy, non-smoking commercials. (laughs) And I am very much anti-smoking. That shit was gross, man. And Holland Roden was in the first one, and I'm like, at first I thought it was its ad for like a really bad MTV movie, and I'm like, girl, you were so much better than that. And then like someone's teeth started falling out, and I'm
3: just like, can we I didn't that? watch.
0: This and I and I'm wondering what watching. <laughs> oh my god! And anyway. the worst part is that the fandom, those images of her in that outfit, like came out months ago, right at the top of the hiatus, like maybe even maybe at the bottom of six A. Those outfits came out, and the whole fandom was like, oh, we are eating good. Oh, she looks amazing in that outfit. Oh, I can't wait to see this episode. Turns out it's a fucking non-smoking commercial.
3: Yeah. It would have been more fun if we all convinced Clara that it just didn't actually exist and she was crazy. I'm no, just No, this saying. happened. too bad.
0: Rachel, how about you? What was the creepiest part for you? Uh,
2: the Rat King. Ugh. That
0: one was
2: the, gross, like, the grossest part for me. I love that I... <laughs> but I did love Malia in that scene where she was just yes. like, guys, like it, like when she held the rat king up and both Mason and Liam were like, oh, God, no. <laughs> like,
0: oh, my God. That I
2: found really funny. She's like, okay, it's been your like you've had your
3: two minutes. I'm going to France now. Goodbye. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm going to get, get me some like, baguette. 18.
3: Is she yeah. studying abroad? Is she just going to France for...
0: Yeah, you know, why are people going to giggles? I don't are know. It's, I, I, I theorize That's that it's the only country that. Jeff Davis knows. That's, <laughs>
1: actually, that might be true. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's going to visit the Argent.
0: Maybe. I have a question for all of you. What did you think about... This is a two-fold question. What did you think about Shelley Hennig's acting last night? And... Do you If it isn't the most positive impression, would you blame the writing or the delivery?
1: It was okay. Yes, She's had but better. It's,
0: oh, exactly. She's definitely I had better.
1: No. would blame the writing. I think it did not give her a lot to work with. she yeah, I agree. kind of one-liner and not like the good Malia one-liners. Yeah. She just, they were written very flat and we both i both. We all know that by this point that Shelley is better than that, and I think she really just was not given good material. That's my personal opinion. I concur
2: with that. I concur. Oh, shut up! We use the same word! Another one of my uh, favorite scenes was towards the end, and um, it, it features Derek, who is coming back, and I mean Tyler Hecklin is a beautiful man, so getting to see him run shirtless through the woods was a nice little touch, but my favorite part was Dylan's incredible spit take <laughs> when, when he first saw Derek and then he tried to play it off. Like he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I totally meant to do that. It's great. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm really kind of excited to see what happens there on the East coast with, with Derek and styles and how they get brought back to Beacon Hills. I'm excited to see how that story arc plays out.
3: Can we discuss how that scene was edited how like, this super comical zoom in on the tattoo on his back yes. because it was the middle like, of the night because by this time it was the middle of the night when I was watching and I just lost it I was like what the hell I need like a cartoon sound effect. like a boy or something and like are you running around shirtless like you're wanted for mass
1: murder like what are you doing <laughs> his tattoos been are cool fine in the woods that's what he's doing
2: what happened <sighs> it happened somewhere there <laughs>
0: Well, I especially love that that was so obviously, like, really, really old footage, because they learned, after sees the first, like, five episodes, they knew, don't put Hecklin in that much makeup, and still, (laughs) they played the old footage, where Hecklin was wearing so much makeup, it looks like it's caked onto his very soul. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Do you guys think that we're gonna be seeing, um, Dylan slash Hecklin sprinkled anywhere else in the season aside from we know that Dylan's in the end of 619 and all of 620 but do you guys think that that scene where like Styles is in the FBI vest and he's helping Derek do you think that's in 619 or do you think that's gonna pop up before then
3: I hope it pops up before then because if we have something it just pops up with no context can be like so we have that and then we have him with Derek, and nothing in between, I'll be like, okay, then why were you an intern? What was the purpose of you? Between all of the ladies on this podcast, we have several graduate degrees. We are very smart ladies.
0: (laughs) Wait, oh my god, now I have to find out how many people have graduate degrees.
3: You don't actually have to count. But there are a lot of us who, like, do things. That means nothing. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) we are smart as shit. However, I am watching this trashy teen show that I still hate myself for liking on MTV, and yet I'm like, great, what's going on? Because, so we jumped ahead in time, Liam's crying because his girlfriend left him, there are bugs crawling out of dead wolves, there are dead rats, and there's a hellhound who fought another hellhound, and this lady shot him. That is all I got. (laughs) What the hell is going on? And I know it's more nuanced than that, and I'm being a little blase on purpose because it's fun but seriously though we're not stupid people i feel like the people who write this show are high just give these images in their head and say yeah the that
1: i think it's a mix of being high and hating
3: themselves
0: Mm, you know my um my best friend said something last night after the episode she was like wait is this the same thing that happened when Jennifer came to Beacon Hills? Like, all this chaos, they, like, the animals sense that it's coming, so all the animals are going completely crazy? And I was like, Ashley, is that smarter than the, the Teen Wolf writers? <laughs> what? B, that was more, that was clearer. Yeah, but I know it was clear back then, but A, this is the first episode of the season B, Teen Wolf was crap, and C, maybe they're like, well, it already happened, so maybe they'll make the inferences. And I'm like, listen, explain no. this to me. No. Why would rats like eat their family?
3: I'm sorry. This is this is my guilty pleasure show. I don't I don't need to put that much that much thought into it. I put enough I thought into it because I want to. Thank you very much. <sighs> so I'm in, not a stupid person, and the show makes me feel stupid, and that makes me feel angry. Let's oh, just it. reference the episode last season where we just complained about the writers and their methods, because I feel like that sums up how I feel about this show and I somehow thought that would get better this season because they were tying up loose ends and it hasn't so I'm a little irritated already and we are episode one alright it so is
0: episode one let's plot. give them a chance before we complain too hard I guess is my like attitude right now <laughs> I know I know you're giving me a death glare and I'm sorry but like uh, usually it doesn't fall to shit until episode three we can start complaining endlessly in episode three okay
3: I know. I maybe it's because
2: it's the last season. Yeah. And... Well, should we do the red string rating? Yeah, yeah. let's do a
0: red string ratings, guys. Out of five red strings, how many strings would you give this episode? Episode six eleven. Send the spider to the fly. Claire, let's start with you. Um. Two. Oof 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 that's hurtful
1: well, to me there, there was a lot of, I agree with Rosemary and I don't think I'm dumb I think they just don't really know what they're, they're doing dumb. Which is something we talk about a lot talk about a lot Um, but to me it didn't have the feeling of a premiere it kind of felt like a normal episode, which to me, Team Up has had some really great premieres and really great finales, and it just didn't pack the same punch
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: that we've come to expect from their openers, and that left me a little disappointed. And I think there's definitely room to grow, and I think mm-hmm. they will, um, but I'm going to start start them low.
0: Rachel, how about you?
2: Um, I think I'd probably give it a 2.5. I think that there were some um, some some good scenes I think that my I'm the 0.5 comes a little bit from uh, the 2.0 scenes that were more palatable or tolerable than than what we've seen previously so yeah I'm like Claire I'm gonna I'm gonna start low and because it did it you're you're right it didn't really feel um, like your premiere and wasn't necessarily as strong as some of the other ones we've seen so yeah. 2.5.
3: My turn. So I, I usually rate very low, as everybody knows. And I'm, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I'm not going to go super, super low this time. We're not, like, in negative numbers because I don't hate myself that much. Or this show. <laughs> um, it just felt like a regular There are no show strings. That, there are no strings. There are negative <laughs> strings. Um, there are black strings. like
0: myself. The black strings of um, fate.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Um, anyway, I just... It was very inoffensive. There was nothing really exciting about it, nothing not exciting about it, nothing that pissed me off. I'm happy about 2.0. I actually feel like they're some of the best parts of this episode, and I hate myself for that. Um, I want more Scott and Lydia, specifically, um, and Malia to have something to do other than saying, but friends! Okay. 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 Um, And I, I think you're right, Claire. I feel like we didn't establish the world enough. Particularly with the time jump, I feel like we need to spend more time on establishing where everybody is and why they're there. Or like, Honestly, at one point I thought that Lydia's mom was like, hey, you need to go back to school, and she had dropped out. Now, that's obviously not what is going on because we know Lydia Martin, but just based off of her words, if you didn't know Lydia as a character, you'd be like, oh, is she trying to convince her to go back to school because she left? I don't really know. I need more setup here. I need to know more about what happened in between And we
0: didn't get that, and maybe they'll fill that in, but, um, I need some more, Teen Wolf. Please, sir, can I have some more? Um, so, I am gonna go surprisingly high on this, and I'm gonna say that I want to give it a 3.2. And here's why. I know, I know, I know. Here's why. As a whole, this episode was not exciting, individually there was some good shit meme like okay I like the cheesy grossness because we haven't had that since like season two and season three and like it really did remind me of season two and season three I thought that 2.0 for the first time when like when 2.0 was on screen I was like heck yes bring me Mason bring me Liam okay Corey can stay too you know like I was really into 2.0 I also love
3: progress
0: I know it's because he <laughs> Not there
3: anymore.
0: It might be because hate. but then, like we can no, we can we can rant about the gender ratio in another episode because we have to end soon. But, um, my other thing that I loved, i read you guys know, I don't I mean, you all know about me. I love just like normalcy. and like I loved establishing Scott as the assistant coach. like I love the fact that Scott was the cold open. I love the friendship scenes between Lydia and Malia. I love the um that like a lot of the like skull scal- Lydia. Scalidia- yeah, I don't know. The Scott, Lydia, and Malia scenes <laughs> were, <laughs> were them, like, a little bit, like, funny and teasy. Lydia got to be humorous, kind of. She tried. She failed. Um, sorry, baby. I love you, though. Um, I really... I This episode as a whole was, like, Great, but like just the Scott and Melissa scene was fantastic. The friendship stuff was great. I like the weird ass creepy crawlies with the horrible CGI. It's very reminiscent of season one. So I'm going to be the optimist and give it 3.2 red strings, which is enough to embroider a nice like letter with. So that's that's good.
3: What is she in writing letters today?
0: <laughs> no, I mean like embroider okay. a like okay. literal letter, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. like E just or realized. B. I went
3: from the beginning of the series, hang out with mostly guys, to hang out with mostly girls now.
0: That boy deserves go all Scout. the orgies he ever dreamed of. Okay. <laughs> and Kira. <gasps> oh, okay. Any last thoughts? Any last thoughts, guys, about the season? Um, Rosemary. About the episode. I miss Kira. Okay, Rachel. I miss Kira. That's in
2: general. <gasps> um, this is something that drove me a little bit crazy I, so in Iken when they're checking out the new hellhound dude they say that he's like pyroclastic rock and I don't think that's how pyroclastic rock works it's definitely not no so I'm just
1: going to leave that there so I have one last bit and we talked about the, the new guidance counselor earlier on and I feel like we don't we don't quite know where she fits just yet and um, I found it very interesting that they chose to introduce yet another guidance counselor who has some sort of tie to the supernatural.
3: Yeah, how many of you done that? Here's a teacher. Yeah. Who's new?
1: Well, Morel, or whatever. She was the guidance counselor. And so it's like, well, what are we doing with this one? And I don't know, it's not quite a prediction, but I think it's worth noting that the last verse of The Spider and the Fly poem... Uh, it goes, and now, dear little children, who may this story read, to idle, silly, flattering words, I pray you ne'er give heed unto an evil counsellor. Close heart and ear and eye, and take a lesson from this tale of the spider and the fly. So, just something to think about.
0: And here we mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thing. Oh boy! Have, we have poured more
3: thought into this, and then the then the writer's that's That's
0: that's a, right, that's we're a genuine fear. Way too much, but they you know. reference the specific poem. How over? How much overthinking could we do? Anyways, um, more uh, all right, we will find out this season on Teen Wolf, and please join us next week when we will be talking about six twelve, which is an episode where. Malia and Scott will be leaving Lydia entirely alone to go to Ikenhouse by herself for the first time after she was tortured there, accidentally killed a man there, and was kept there in a coma, and had to be that rescued. What? At all. That's not. That
1: can't go wrong.
0: No, that's going to be great. i fanfic like that. And I am certain that there will be too much 2.0, so we can all look forward to that. <laughs> okay? See you next week. My name is Rachel. I'm Ron I'm on Tumblr. My name is Claire. I'm Budgie the
2: Whale on Tumblr. I'm Rachel and I'm MadGrad2011 on Tumblr.
3: And I'm Rosemary and I am too old for this show. And throw your boat on Tumblr. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and don't forget kids. Drugs are bad. Probably.
3: Use protection. Don't have sex in the basement. <laughs>
1: Without oh, protection, I mean, you, you you can have sex in the basement. Just use protection. Yeah, basements are fine.
0: Just be safe about it. Anyway, <laughs> bye guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this week's Stidia Cast. Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, cast, Stidia or Cast, or Twitter, Stidia underscore Cast. A special thanks to our editor Rosemary, row your boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making Stidia Cast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too.